Coming to you on some serious tape delay via a podcast near you. From that hockey hotbed of San Jose, California, it's Dudes on Hockey. He is now accepting callers. He is calling me Dude. And now your hosts, Mike and Doug. Hey there, and welcome to the Dudes on Hockey podcast. I'm Mike. That's Doug. Super Bowl Sunday, dude. Super Bowl Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. And we're going to talk about hockey. Of course we are. That's right. I was surprised I even watched the game. I'm surprised with myself. I watched the last minute and 30 seconds. That's it. Of the whole game. That's all I watched. Dude, you're a football fan. Dude. More so I than went me. to the theater instead of going to, the, to watch the Super Bowl. Oh, did you? I got to say that. What'd you see? <laughs> it's not exciting, dude. I, do you really want to know? Yes. It's it's depressing. I saw a play called the Laramie Project. Oh, <laughs> I know what that's about. Yeah. So, um, but uh, I had friends, and it was the last chance to see it, so uh, I needed to go. It's a and, laugh riot. Um, yeah, dude. I honestly, I just didn't care. Like, I I didn't care about watching it, and I do like watching football, and um, I don't know. I just wasn't motivated. And then I'll tell you what, dude. I went to Target during the Super Bowl. <laughs> and you know what? It was empty. It was empty. Of it was course beautiful. It was. Of course it was. It was it was odd. It looked like the um like the zombie apocalypse had happened because like all like the chip aisle was <laughs> right. completely p- picked totally clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it was interesting to look around. Were there bugles left? <laughs> of course. <laughs> Um, I like bugles. Yeah, it was the sour cream bugles, though. Dude. I don't mind those either. <laughs> I didn't buy any bugles. When's the last time you ate a bugle? Oh, it's been a while. It's been a few years. Yeah. Bugles and like some, um, what are those, uh, the sugar packets with the sh- uh, with the stick, the dip, dip. Fun dip? Fun dip. Oh, yeah. That's good. Go. That's, a, that's a Sunday afternoon. It's like type 2 uh, diabetes in a pouch. <laughs> dude, um... I'm surprised. I was, watched the game and you did I know. not. Wow. I was interesting to walk around Target and see the other people who didn't care about the game. Yeah. And it, not a lot of sports fans, I would say, at Target at that point. I, and uh, it, it felt strange, but, but it's true. Dude. I actually had specific plans to do something this afternoon during the game. Yeah. And they unfortunately fell through. So I wasn't planning on watching the game. So I just kind of turned it on. And it actually was really entertaining for a football game. Yeah, it seemed like it, dude. It wasn't quite as entertaining as the Sharks game that I watched this morning. Sharks the played Sharks well today. The Sharks looked really, really good today. They did. They, they did. did. And uh, they have played pretty well um, since the All-Star break. I mean, given that uh, they're missing Joe Thornton, uh, that first game in Pittsburgh um, was disappointing. But after that, you know, they, they got a point in Detroit. And then they have two good wins in in, in uh, Columbus, which is that's a playoff team, and Carolina, uh, barely a not is, no they are not a playoff team, but they don't stink. You know, I I wouldn't say that they stink. No, no. Um, and I was impressed, and 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 I gotta say, dude, you know, I think initially when Joe Thornton went down, obviously this is not a good thing. This is not a good thing that Joe Thornton is down. But, or, or is it? But you, you you are starting to see some of these younger players assume mm-hmm. the position, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Chris Tierney, Kevin LeBanc has gone off yep. since uh, being put into a primary playmaking mo- a role. Danny O'Regan playing. Danny O'Regan had a horrible turnover today that cost him a goal. <laughs> Solely responsible for the goal against. <laughs> Completely and Aaron only Dell, his I, fault. I, if we could see inside of Aaron Dell's mask. I know. I, you could see, you can see a little cloud burned, of smoke come out. burning him <laughs> through the mask. But um, uh, they've played better without Joe than I expected. And I think we can forget about the Ranger game, which was... Um, and even the end of the Winnipeg game, when when Joe got lost, right, mm-hmm. that it all kind of fell apart. I think they were stunned, you know, that that happened. And then the Winnipeg game was just over so fast. And then the Ranger game was just crazy. Mm-hmm. Last game before the All-Star break. Right. Everybody was probably thinking about their vacation. So for them defense. to have bounced back on this trip, which they've still got one more game, but to have collected five out of a possible eight points so far, I'm pleased with that. Yeah. Yeah. And the Sharks are now in second position in the division. Right. They're ev- they don't they no longer have games in hand, but they are they have three points on the Kings, right? But they're far behind Vegas. Which yeah, is they crazy. they still have one game in hand on Anaheim, which is probably the team when I look down in the standings that I'm most concerned about. Sure. You know, in terms of um, they are a point out of uh, playoff position. And the Kings have been so woeful lately that you've got to figure their their ship is sinking and the Ducks, as they get healthy, are going to rise. Right. So, yeah. I mean, are the Sharks dead in the water, dude, without Joe Thornton? Or do you think this team can still make the playoffs? Oh, I think this team can still make the playoffs. I think the question is, the the thing is, I I I don't want to see Joe Thornton hurt, and I don't, and I love Joe Thornton as a player, and he's great to have in San Jose. But I think Joe Thornton being hurt might be some sort of a clarifying event for the team, because it's hard to th- they're not going to be better without him. Right, they can't be better without Joe Thornton. That seems unlikely. So they're probably going to maintain a playoff position, in my opinion. I think they're they have a pretty good enough. They have good goaltending. They have good defense. You can make the playoffs based on that. If you just get enough goals, you can keep enough goals off the board to make the playoffs. That the Sharks are in decent enough playoff position, unless they go on an epic, uh, you know, swoon like they did uh, last year. Then, then which they could, could happen. Which could happen. Sure, it could happen. But I think they're going to make the playoffs. But I think even more so, I think maybe management and stalwart Sharks fans that are certainly want to see the glass half full are still looking at this team and saying, mm, first round loss, right? I mean that I, if I'm if I'm if I'm feeling salty about it and not optimistic, then I look at this team and I say first round loss. Yeah, dude, I I don't think I'm on board with that assessment necessarily just cuz I I don't believe I still I I I and, and you know I'll be the one with egg on my face if they emerge from the Pacific. I don't believe the in the Golden Knights. I just don't. Like I think yeah. that this is a Cinderella story. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, sure. That That's what it is. is going to fall apart at the end. And 
you know, can I can't wait to see the Sharks play them actually in San Jose this week. I'm looking forward to that mm-hmm. and to see how they match up. And, um, you know, we haven't seen the Knights in a long time. Like what, what do they look like in San Jose against the Sharks? And even with the Sharks missing Joe Thornton, how do they stack up? I'm, I'm curious. If they come in and whoop us, then maybe that will be the convincing factor for me. But um, could the Sharks come out of the Pacific? I think it's possible. I, I don't think it's – because I look down the, the roster, I'm not that concerned. I guess it depends on who that wild card team is that ends up in your bracket, right? Calgary, right? Well, I mean, it could oh. be Calgary, but I mean, as it is right now, it it would be it would be uh, Dallas. Mm-hmm. So you've got Dallas in your bracket. I'm not particularly scared of Dallas. You know I mean, like it was it, Minnesota it, like two days ago, right? And, and I wouldn't be scared of Minnesota either. Yeah. Hello, Choke City, come on in, <laughs> right? It's true. So I, I think the question for me, dude, is we don't know how long Joe's going to be out. They're being purposely vague. Of course. Right? Are you assuming that he's not coming back this year? I kind of have to. They said weeks. Well, but there are... Weeks and weeks. Weeks and weeks left in in the season. This is true. So what does... the other knee. What does weeks mean? I mean, well, we're talking about a... A 38-year-old guy who's mm-hmm. just coming off major knee surgery. Now he's got to rehab the other knee. Yeah. I mean, if anybody can do it, sure. I guess it's Joe. That's right. Because he is, by all accounts, in just unbelievable shape. So can he be the equivalent of a trade deadline acquisition when he comes back right. at the end of the year or... Are the Sharks just going to play the rest of this out without him, right? Right, and and you've been texting me stories about how the Sharks might approach the trade deadline differently. Can you summarize what those reports are saying and what you think the Sharks might be doing differently? Well, dude, I mean, I, it sounded like from the reports that I read that it instantly Doug Wilson started to try and find out what was possible to replace Joe Thornton. And, you know... Um, the names that are out there, I don't find to be particularly exciting. We've talked about Evander Kane. Sure. Um, the more I've thought about it, the more I think that's just a bad idea, just based on who he appears to be, you know, as a person, mm-hmm. you know. Um, could that be fixed being in a strong locker room like San Jose? Maybe, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um but if you're coming in to kind of replace Joe Thornton when he's not really around and he's the one who would be the sort of um, alpha male in the room, yeah, you know, could uh, could it sour the sauce? Maybe, but I think that the the problem is that the Sharks don't have any assets, really. That's the biggest problem and, by far. And should they be giving up? These two college kids that appear to be the best prospects they've had in a long time, you know, the Denver uh, center, Gambrel, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then the University of Michigan uh, player um, or uh, their first round pick. Do they give up one of those assets? Because they've got nothing at the Barracuda level. I know. They've got nothing. nothing. Nothing's left. And Timo Meyer is 
not available in my mind. Right. And unless you were getting something incredible, which is not what's out there. Right. And you're not going to get John Tavares. Like that's, that's not happening. No, it's not. Maybe you could get a meeting with him as a free agent. Sure. But he's not coming then either. Right. I mean, dude, it de- no, I mean, the, the short answer is no. The long answer is no. You get a but... meeting. Sure. Just like Sam goes, we got a meeting. Right. 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 You make but... a, you make a pitch. Sure. I don't know what he's looking for. Right. That's the question. What what kind of environment? And I mean, the, the Sharks do have cap space. Right. So they could probably offer him a lot of money in a lot of years if they wanted to go that route. But the question is. I'm sure he's going to be evaluating. Okay, what what are the chances of me winning a cup wherever I go? Uh, you know, the actual environment and all this kind of stuff. I mean, the West Coast has it kind of tough. The travel's a lot worse, right? There's other downsides. People maybe not quite as into hockey as they are in other places. That can be a positive for some players and negative for others. But yeah, I can. You know, it has to be like a really tight fit for the Sharks to land any free agents, really. I mean, I think that's kind of the case. And John Tavares is not going to have a shortage of people making calls. I mean, basically, if he wants to go to a specific team, he's going to be able to go to that team. I'm sure sure they'll find a way to make it work. Right. And and the Sharks are in a unique position, and it's not a good position, in that I think that they have two veteran players that are – essentially useless right now you've got paul martin who you're hiding at the ahl level that Mm -hmm. you know i i feel like his agent is pretending that there are teams that are interested in him (laughs) but i i mean something i don't i don't get it and i wish that i could i mean i guess i should just go to a barracuda game and watch but Mm -hmm. i still don't understand how he has gone from a regular player on the NHL level to just so horrid that he can't play for the Sharks anymore like that that's the drop off that's happened he's been banished right and Yannick Hansen that trade is looking just like garbage right now oh yeah because he's been also banished like Mm -hmm. he's not playing period and when they brought up when when Joe got hurt, they played Sorensen over Hanson. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't like Hanson got back in the lineup. You know, uh, DeBoer hates him so much <laughs> that he's playing Danny O'Regan and Sorensen over him. Yeah. So he's probably uh, on the move. Maybe if they could get anybody to be interested in him. Now, might it, a contending team be interested? Maybe you're not going to get anything. No. But do you just do it to to get rid of him? Maybe. So the Sharks are kind of in 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 a weird spot. In yeah, a way. The, the Paul Martin thing is strange. I, my only explanation is they have these younger players, and they're like, "Why would we bench them? They're playing well. Who cares?" Like Yoakam Ryan and Burns are developing real chemistry now. Like, what's the problem? Sure. I guess you've just so you're going to bench Yoakam Ryan so he can play with Paul Martin. Why would you? And why would you play Paul Martin if no? Then why would you play Paul Martin with anybody else? That's the question. Yeah, I, I, I guess, I, I, I can't argue with the fact that the Sharks are going with the young players. That was the whole point that I made at the beginning of the year, right? And I'm not 
displeased with that. I guess I feel like they've kind of bungled the handling of this and that they've completely devalued an asset. Just They did kind of drop the handoff who, a little. Who Who's going to want him when you're just essentially saying, hey, you know, got a car. I would never drive this piece of trash, but do you want it? <laughs> right, right. You know, um, and that's, I don't know who's going to bite on that. Uh, you know, um, maybe somebody, mm-hmm. but I would suspect most teams are just going to say, it's your problem, right? And if they really thought he was that bad, then why didn't they make a deal like so many other teams did with Vegas to get rid of him mm-hmm. instead of, um, you know, losing a player that might have actually been helpful in some way. Yeah. I guess if maybe he wouldn't have been helpful either. Right. But I guess the, the question is, dude, how are the Sharks going to approach the deadline? As of right now, I think in terms of purchasing, almost nothing. Right. Don't you think? I, I don't want to see them give up anything, anything of value. Right. To pretend that we can win a cup mm-hmm. without Joe Thornton. Do I think we can? Maybe win a playoff round. Yeah, I do. Are we going to win the cup without Joe Thornton? No, of course. No, no we're even not. with Joe. Even Thornton. with Joe Thornton, we're not going to win the cup, right? But, we got to be it's honest. It's not impossible. Here. At least then you. you Nothing's would, impossible. But come but on, you, you'd go okay. Well, maybe we can make it to the Western Conference Finals, and you know, maybe Carrie Underwood has a bad night, and Mike <laughs> Fisher retires again. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, what I mean, you, you just you don't know. Right. You, you just don't know. You know, if you go, okay, well, maybe Winnipeg knocks out uh, Nashville, and by the time they get to the, fi- the conference finals, they don't know what to do with themselves, and mm-hmm. a sneaky team like the Ducks or the Sharks could beat them, right? Sure. It's possible. Um, but could the Sharks do that without Joe? I just don't I just don't think so. But we're going to have to wait and see. I mean, that's the nice thing about the trade deadline being still three weeks away that, you know, a lot can happen. Sharks have been so dominant against the Pacific mm-hmm. that you've got to look at there's this, a lot of Pacific there's a games lot of Pacific coming up in the next month that they may do fairly well and be in a position where uh, Doug Wilson feels compelled to add. But I hope it's not at the expense of the only valuable young assets that we have. Yeah, dude, let me try and put a a good face on the Martin situation. I'm going to be the optimist, like the glass half full situation. For one, even if Martin was playing, we wouldn't have gotten a lot of assets for him anyway, I think. Even if he were healthy and playing with Burns and we wanted to get rid of him for some reason, we'd get like a low low draft pick, which is not a huge thing to get in return. So we bungled the handoff a little bit. But the, but the good news is, is we seem to have a guy who can fit next to Brent Burns. That was the big thing that we needed, right? Right. And we were worried about Paul Martin. You know, Brent Burns got this eight-year deal. Paul Martin sort of at near the, nearing the end of his career. Well, we have the answer to that question now. Like, that's that's a big upside, right? That's a big upside, assuming Joachim Ryan doesn't suddenly fall off the table. We finally found a guy who can play next to him. They played everybody else on the damn team next right. to Brent Burns, so they finally found a guy. That's really, really good news. And, and the Sharks have cap space. They buy out the last year of Martin's contract. No harm, no foul, right? Is that really the worst? I mean, that's the worst that could happen. That's not terrible. That's not the... Would it have been nice to get a fifth round draft pick for Paul Martin? Sure, but I mean, we wouldn't have gotten much else. It's not like we would have gotten like the Doug Murray deal or something, <laughs> right? Uh, that's that's true, dude. I I can't argue with that um, evaluation of the situation, dude. 
And I feel bad a little for Paul Martin because I think the team just sort of said, okay, well, we made a philosophy shift here and you're just on the outside looking in and too bad. And we're not going to, we're not going to play you next to Brendan Dillon because we don't care. And we will just play Dylan DeMella. It doesn't matter. Like we'd rather do that. And, and so he's just like, uh, what? I was like the better defensive half of the Norris trophy winner last year. And now I'm I'm riding buses, you know, it's like, right. that's just, that's just sort of harsh reality, I guess, you know, it sucks, but that there it is. Yeah, dude. I mean, you make a good point. Um, I guess it, it's not that I'm dying to watch Paul Martin play. It's, <laughs> it, it's that, yeah. you know, when you I feel see, like there's an opportunity yeah, lost. You, when you see the, yeah. Then the same thing with Yannick Hansen, is he, is he a horrible hockey player? I don't know. Like, I mean, it, he's certainly Pete DeBoer thinks so, but he, then why did we trade an actual asset, maybe, in Goldolben? Is he playing? Uh, no. I don't think so. I don't think so, but you know, at least he's has a potential to be a you know contributor for a guy who is making a decent amount of money and can't even play. So um a risk. Yes, there he is. I see he's played fourteen games with four points. Fourteen games, four points, minus eight. Yep. It's cold there. Mm. Not quite as bad as Michael Delzato, though. Jeez. All right. Back to the major storyline, though. Yeah. The younger players have been playing well. Yes. And, that's you know, true. I mean, Joachim Ryan's been playing well. Chris Tierney's been playing well. He's a very important part of the penalty kill. And he had a, a nifty goal today. And uh, Jonas Donskoy has a great bounce back year. LeBanc has stepped up. Um, Timo Meyer uh, has, you know, 12 or 13 goals now, right? Um, those younger players are responding and Brent Burns has uh, the beast has woken up. You know, I mean, I want you to ignore that plus minus number. Holy crap. I, I didn't know it was that bad. And, and look at, you know, the fact that he leads the team in scoring now. So uh, that's where he's, he's most valuable. And I don't know, dude. I mean, we're, it's funny. Like we're kind of, we're even though we're in its second place because Joe's out, I feel like we're still at a little bit of a crossroads. Like we don't really know where this is headed. It could go either direction. The Sharks could lose eight in a row. Yep. And become sellers, right? It's, they could. It's possible, sure. It's possible. I don't think that's gonna happen though. I think that they have they seem to have risen to the challenge of having to play without Joe. And that bodes well for the future of this team. If LeBanc, Hurdle, Tierney, Donskoy, and uh, Meyer can continue to to pick up the offense. And the defense has been a real problem, except for the last three games. They've played well, and Martin Jones has played well. Mm -hmm. um, and Aaron Dell had a good game today. That's right. So, um, I mean this this team is not a bad defensive team, dude. I mean they're still dude. They but they had they went through a stretch. Ninth in goals against. Yeah, dude, but. They they went through a stretch that was not good. No, go, I agree. go back to the go back to the schedule, dude. I, mean, I, like I they, agree with you. It wasn't good. They it were wasn't good. they were giving up you four know, and five goals a game, four or five goals a game every other night for a while. Yeah, you know, yeah. and that that's where it kind of went in the toilet. Yeah, the wheels you know? came off, and a you go, more. okay, well this this is the identity of this team, and they're regularly giving up, not regularly, but you know. More than you should, giving up four plus goals. Like they they lost it for a while, but they seem to have figured that out. And uh, I, 
Colorado's playing well. You know, that's a tough way to end the road trip is ending it in Colorado with the altitude. Uh, before you have to come home and play Vegas, you could see that being a uh, look-ahead game, mm-hmm. maybe. But I hope that they're going to be so focused on that that they'll, uh, because of they're playing with some adversity right now, that they won't uh, forget about winning this game in Colorado coming up, too. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm going to make a hard right turn and talk about something that is not exactly related to the Sharks' recent play. Okay. We're going to talk about the the memo? The, no, we're not talking about the memo. Oh, okay. okay. I thought we were talking about that. We're going to talk about talking something about- that I've been thinking about for a while that is very, very minor, but really, really bothers me. Okay. So, uh, Taco this, Bravo? Close, but slightly less important than that. Okay. Dude, have you you watch the games, right? You watch all the you watch the games on TV and you see the period breaks with Brody Brazil and <laughs> Curtis Brown. Yes? Yes. You know where I'm going with this already, don't you? <laughs> I I do. Where, what? <laughs> like you don't you don't have one of those? Have one of what? Dude, I I don't understand. The hoods, dude? I don't understand <laughs> this, dude. I this is, I I seriously like every time I see the period break and it looks like Brody Brazil and Curtis Brown are sitting in a basement, it looks like they're in a tiny, tiny booth, and they're wearing hoodies all of a sudden with a shirt and tie. This makes no sense to me at all. Like, where, what, what is that? It's cold, dude. But then after the game, they're not wearing them. <laughs> like, what is that? Is it's that, casual. Is it, is it like a tent in the parking lot and they don't have heating? Like, what is this about, dude? I want to know. They're trying to make it in the game more casual. But now. they're still wearing shirts and ties. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. This, this really bothers me. <laughs> it really does. I and I, I know I'm not this, alone. I didn't think this was what you were going to talk about. I know you thought I'm, but I'm I'm ready to talk about this, dude. You don't have an opinion on I, this at I, all. I don't know what to say. It's stupid. Is it disturbing to you as I, it is to I me? I don't watch it. I'll be honest with you. I don't watch it. You, you I don't watch the I because don't, of the of the no, not because I I don't watch it because I I just I feel that um I just don't care for the coverage actually. Hmm. Yeah, you just the analysis. I, don't know. I just yeah, I don't know. Like I mean, I I I think it's all right. Yeah. I mean, I I don't I don't hate it. I mean, even my wife has made comments. Like and she doesn't really watch hockey. She's like, "Why is he wearing a hoodie?" <laughs> like apropos of nothing, like we're I'm sitting on the couch she walks down the stairs. "Why is that guy wearing a hoodie? He's on television." Well, Who maybe does this? you want to tweet at Brody Brazil and ask. I I think word's probably going to get back to him, and I'm going to get. You uh, think so? No, but I, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I could get. We could get banned, dude. I Who's think, wearing a hoodie now? Not not me. Hoodie of shame. Yeah, I I just. Wouldn't it be funny if you were making these comments while wearing a hoodie? It would have been funny. I have one right over there. You should have put it on. I just want to understand the thinking. I just that's all I want. I just want an explanation. It doesn't even have to be a good one. I just want an explanation. Right? I wish I had something for you. Right? No one, I, I, if someone knows, like maybe there's like a mole within Comcast Sports in the Bay Area and they could email us and tell us. I got to say we'll, that. We'll keep, your, we'll keep your identity secret. It'll be like deep throat, but like right. with we've the had most some good minor. Deep over the years. We've, sat, we've had some good deep throat reporting over we've the years. Had, we've had people we had had on some the people inside yeah. Yeah. Uh, give us some scoops that we've kept confidential, dude. We've done a good job with that, dude. So yeah, if you work at Comcast we're, and you know what's going on with the hoodies, we're trustworthy. We are sure we are, Absolutely. and I never reveal our sources, dude. And I want to know because we rarely have any. If I had a choice between 
what the Sharks were going to do at the trade deadline early and why they wear the hoodies, I think I'd take the hoodie answer first. Because we're going to find out what the Sharks are going to do at the if deadline. These are, anyway. If these are things that are at the top of your list of, yeah. of things that preoccupy, preoccupy you on a daily basis, then life must be okay. It's not bad. I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> I'll give you that. It's not bad. And it's, it's, do you wake up in the middle of the night and go, hmm. Luckily, no. Does Kyle McLaren wear the hoodie when he does it? I haven't seen him wear the hoodie. Hmm. I wonder if it's a thing. But he between... hasn't been on the show recently that I've seen. But, you know, this, you know, inquiring minds want to know. I, I wouldn't say this, this keeps Maley. me up at night. This Dave doesn't Maley. keep me up at night. Dave but... Maley wear the hoodie? <sighs> See, I don't have like a tally. You know, I don't have stats. Maybe I should, maybe I should have, you know how there's like a general fanager or whatever, or whatever, cap friendly? I should start like a hoodie stats page. I think that you should tweet at Brody and ask. Yeah. I think I'm, you should ask him I'm during the, the next f- intermission. Just be like, "What's I'm I'm dying to know why <laughs> the hoodie? Why? Just ask. Just 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 see if he'll respond." Okay. I I want to know. Actually, let's I don't all even, do it. I don't want to know. I want to know uh, everybody's opinion on this because I'm sure our listeners have at least a. Do good you think theory. it bothers anyone else as much as it bothers you? I know it bothers one other person a friend of mine that I text with about this quite often, actually almost every game that I watch live and I know he's watching live. We text during the break. What's with the hoodie? We're like all the time. <laughs> we always text. that, Dude, this is what I thought you were going to talk about. So I'm going to let you go on another rant. Dude. The memo. No. Oh, well in a way, David Pollock's memo. Oh yeah. The memo. So uh, those of you who subscribe to the athletic as Mike and I both do, Former Sharks beat writer David Pollock wrote a insightful and critical uh, article of uh, San Jose Sharks uh, marketing and uh, ownership on their season ticket holder policies. Mm -hmm. Dude, and as a season ticket holder, Mm -hmm. I ask for your response to... um, the issues raised by Mr. Pollock and and where you stand with this dude, because um, it seems like a lot of people are irritated and certainly by the lack of attendance at the games we're seeing. Right. It's maybe voices being heard. I don't know. I don't know what the sharks are going to do. I, you know, they're, they're selling a lot of tickets. They're not selling out that many games, right? But they're not selling 10,000 tickets in a 17,000 seat arena. They're selling 16,000 tickets in a 17,000 seat arena, right? That's that's a small amount of loss. So it's not like the Sharks are going to be like, well, we want to bring fans back, so we're going to drop prices by 15%. That ain't happening, right? So they're not doing that. Um, I certainly agree with some of the individual gripes that people made. I mean, I thought it was a cool policy for the one season that it happened that you could get like a $5 credit at concessions. I thought that was really neat. And they didn't, I felt like they didn't communicate. They just like did away with it. And they brought in this like second policy, which like completely sucks in comparison. And so like the first time I tried to use it this year, they're like, Oh yeah, you don't get that anymore. Now it's like you get 10% off of like one purchase. And I'm like, Oh, that's lame. So I have to buy a hundred dollars worth of stuff to get $10 off all at once. I mean, it's, you know, it's just like these minor things. And certainly I've seen, you know, being a season ticket holder, I don't go to every game. So I want to sell some of these games and it's certainly convenient to sell them through the app. And I think that system works pretty well, 
but it's been really hard to get rid of tickets. You know, it's like there's empty seats in the arena. People are finding tickets and I probably could get rid of them at below cost. <laughs> I mean, I could sell them for $20 each if I wanted to, I'm sure. But right. if I want to try and I, and I don't, I don't even try to make money when I sell them. I try to get my money back. I, I basically try to sell them essentially for face value if I can. Um, and I have, there's been times where I've been unsuccessful. So I have to be honest, I've been thinking about not renewing. I've, I've been thinking about it because I haven't been going to that many games. I want to go to the playoffs. That's primarily the reason why I have season tickets is because I want to go to every single playoff game. So does the fact that we're hosting the all-star game next year change your, um, thinking? Not in the least. So you have no interest in that. No. What I mean, that's, one, think, that's like one weekend. Who okay, cares? That but, game but, is like okay, the most okay, unwatchable okay, game. Sorry. Too. Let me... Well, not for some. And and this would be my point is if you, if you kept your tickets, do you think you could make whatever money back that you lost selling your all-star game tickets? You know what I mean? I would be surprised if I could. I mean, that's... I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about how much they're going to cost or what they're going to price them at or whatever, but... I mean, I, I don't know me. either. I just, I would, I would guess that you, you might be able to sell those for over value mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever you took a loss on during the year, mm-hmm. you might be able to make that up in the all-star game. That was the only thing that had changed since the last time we talked that we found out that the all-star game was coming to San Jose. Right. Which is kind of cool, and I'll seriously consider going. I actually enjoy sort of the skills stuff a little bit more than the game. Although the three-on-three thing is kind of cool. There's a little bit of bragging rights there. It's right. I think, actually, to be perfectly honest, the NHL has done a pretty good job of yeah. that. And it seems like now the NBA is doing, like, pick the teams thing. Right. Remember the NHL did well, that? Well, I liked the draft. Yeah, I, I liked found the draft that to too. be very entertaining. Yes, I did too. But that's pretty inside baseball, and I think sort of casual fans would be less interested in something like that. And it did mm. take kind of a while. Oh, but it was fun. It was fun. It was fun. Not for I, Phil Kessel, but it was fun for everybody else. I think, you know, the NHL does about as good of a job as you can do for the All-Star game. I wish some of this stuff was a little bit faster, uh, you know, especially with the skills and the and the breakaway thing and all that kind of stuff. If, if that just moved a little peppier, I would have been, I'd be a little bit happy, but that's, that's a minor quibble. I mean, they basically run it pretty well. The way modern all-star games are is it used to be actually people cared, you know, the players and other people cared yeah. about the outcome. And it's very clear that today nobody cares about any outcome. They're splitting uh, prize money, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's very, they still don't care. it's very, very little. I think because you're talking about stars that make millions of dollars. So you earn an extra like 20 grand when you make $8 million a year. Yeah, it's 20 grand, but still. And that's not nothing to regular schmucks like us. Right. But if you're making you know, $8 million and you might get hurt during the All-Star game, are you really going to try? No, probably not. Right. right. I mean, what's a game check? Yeah, you- I felt like, I felt they, like, they were trying. I, I, I didn't mind watching the game this year. I, I thought it was kind of entertaining, actually. And you got to see uh, the kid from Vancouver, who I admittedly don't know much about, appears to be a total stud. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that was fun to watch. Well, dude, we'll, uh, I'm sure we'll hear more about the saga of your uh, deliberation. <laughs> oh, when yeah. Do you, it's going to be you, so exciting to hear me talk about that. When do you have to make a deposit? When do you have to decide? It's very soon. I think I have to make a decision like in the next week. Ooh, well, by next week, I guess we'll be announcing to the listeners whether you are staying or going. One way or another, we'll have to figure it out. Mm.
Because mm. yeah. I know you don't go to a lot of games anymore. I've been to barely any this year. I know. It's just, dude. I mean, it's life. Yeah, intrudes. it's crazy. Um, it's it's which it, is why we haven't been podcasting. Life intrudes. Life intrudes. Yes, you know, dude, there's been some stuff for both of us personally that have come up in the last couple of weeks that have prevented us from from getting to the studio but uh, i'm glad that we were able to to make it happen tonight on super bowl sunday dude and we've got the the march to the playoffs coming up here and hopefully the sharks can continue to play hard mm-hmm. a good team game and that we'll see our younger players uh, continue to thrive like they have in the last uh, last two games. Like they've played well, so um, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful, but trying to be realistic at the same time. Yeah, it's kind of a topsy turvy league right now. You see Chicago in last place. You see Vegas in first place. It's a little weird. Yeah, New Jersey is in a playoff spot. Um, Montreal is balls. <laughs> you know, it, it. You just don't know. Yeah, right. And. Um, and Colorado's near the end, but they may be great. Like when we play them, you know. Well, yeah, but Colorado has been playing. playing they're well. only four points behind the Sharks in terms of overall yep. standings, right? So, and although they're in sixth place, this is in the Central, which is what the is. They're the strongest division, the Central. Yeah, right? that's yeah. true. And they they have a plus fifteen goal differential. I mean, like they're yeah, they're not they're bad. not bad. No, and um and in a position to possibly you know, get into the playoffs. So yeah, this is a good game um, on Tuesday. It's a good game. I'm looking forward to watching it. Watching it. Dude. All right, dude. Well, but not the intermission reports, but I'm looking forward <laughs> to watching everything else. You're not watching that. Well, dude, I want to apologize to the listeners for not podcasting more in the last month. And as a token of our appreciation, I'm going to have the price of the podcast. So that's nice. Oh, nice, dude. Yeah. So whatever you were paying before, now you just pay half. Why don't you uh, offer a $5 food credit? <laughs> I think I will, but only at my own kitchen, which you don't know where it is or when it's open. So I do. You do. <laughs> so you can, I'll, I'll go get you, a, I'll go make you a burrito after the show. Oh man, it is a stone's throw from Taco Bravo. <laughs> Taco Bravo. Yummy. show want to get your questions on the air email questions at dudesonhockey.com dudes on hockey is not affiliated with the San Jose sharks organization or the national hockey league